welcome to this week's episode of the NACF Podcast. Thank you for joining us. This week we have Associate Pastor Sharonda Manor Foster. On this week's episode, we talk about the road of obedience. That long, winding, never-ending road. It might be hard to take each step, but each step is for our own good. It's a life, a separated life. A life of obedience. God knows our nature. He knows what we fight. And that's why he said it will happen for Joshua on the road of obedience. And so I said, well, what is on the road of obedience? Everything that we need for purpose. Oh, I expected to get just a little bit louder in here. When we said glory to the Lamb. They got artificial noise in the football stadiums right now, Keith. Because they trying to make it simulate like there's a big noise, a great noise. Like it's really still happening, but they have to pump it in and video it in. But that's not the case. That's not the case with us. Because we don't have to put forth a make-believe praise. We don't have to put forth a make-believe noise. And so I'm going to ask the praise team to go right back up into that highest point. But I want us to come into a place where we are saying glory to the lamb that was slain for us. Glory to Jesus Christ who laid his life down for me. Somebody asked me, why, why do you collect crosses? I got a collection of crosses on my wall. I have necklaces. I have them on the wall. And the lady told me he's not there anymore. He's not on the cross anymore. And so why are you collecting those crosses? Because I want to pay homage to what he did for me. Every time I see a cross, I can say he did it for me. He laid his life down for me. And so all of the glory belongs to him. And so we're going to do that one more time, praise team. All the way up. Thank you, God. Thank you, God.
said, don't forget about me. When I bring you into your land, when I heal you, when I fill your barns, when you are in overflow, he said, don't forget about me. So how dare me stand in here and act like I don't know what he did. But he's brought me through. He's delivered me. He's saved me. He heard me. He has kept me. He has been my keeper. He has been my foundation. I won't forget. I won't forget. I won't forget. I won't forget. I won't forget that you heard me this last time. I won't forget. I won't forget that you heard me the first time. I won't forget. I won't forget that you heard me. I won't forget that you moved on my. I won't forget. I won't forget. And so I will not keep my mouth shut. I won't forget. I'm such a crybaby. <laughs> but he's just been so good to me. And he told us to remember, remember that I'm a jealous God. And don't forget, and don't forget, and don't forget about the Lord your God. And so I won't forget. And for those of you who are kind of quiet and your minds won't let you get to a place. I don't know how you made it here today. I don't know how you're able to stand in this place today. I don't know how you're able to have a roof over your head because if I'm looking correctly at everybody in here that there's a roof over your head and, and, and I'm looking at everybody and nobody looks like they're hungry and, and nobody looks like they're despondent and so I don't know how you're able to do that but I have to give him the glory for me being able to say I have a roof over my head and, I, and that I have food on my table and that I am in a right mind this morning. I don't know who of you regulated your own mind this morning but I wasn't able to regulate my own I have to give the glory all to him for me being able to be in a mind to stand on this stage on this afternoon uh, you can take the credit but I have to give him all the glory I have to give him all of the glory and so we praise your name on this afternoon we bless your name my God hallelujah we have a yay, we have a yay in this house. We have a yes in this house. We praise your holy name, hallelujah. Oh, I feel the presence of God in this place. He inhabits our praises. He wants to dwell with us. He wants to dwell here. He wants to dwell here. He wants to bless here. He wants to move here. He wants to do that. Amen, amen. Thank you, praise team. That's good for me. I can go home. I got my praise on. I got my worship on. I didn't forget him. God, we said thank you on this afternoon. And we are grateful for another opportunity for us to be able to come together in this house and be with fellow believers on today. I, I do believe that there is a word in the house on today. And let me just say that this word came for me. I asked for it because I was in a place that I am in a place of need. God, I need something and I need some things to change. 
And so when they said move here, oh, Holy Spirit, I need you to move here. I need you to move through these airways. Uh, Pastor Darian prayed so eloquently and so impactful this morning at our 7 a.m. prayer over the service. And so I am just believing that God has already answered the prayers that he prayed this morning at 7 a.m. And that the worship and that the word and that the affirmation and that the prayer has already reaching you. It's already doing something in your heart. It's already moving in your life. I am grateful for that. So let's just get to it. And, and just remember as we go through it, this is for me, I'm going to share it with y'all. <laughs> because I believe that we all need it. But God gave this to me. So let's stand for the reading of the word. For those of you who are at home and viewing through a Facebook Live, we're going to go to Joshua uh, chapter 1. Verses 1 through 9 in the New International Version. Joshua chapter 1, 1 through 9. And it reads, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people, Get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I am about to give them to the Israelites. Let's hold right there. Did y'all do y'all reading already this week? Because I don't hear nobody reading with me. I just believe that there is a power in the spoken word of God. Unless you have read all your reading already, read with me the rest of this. As God talks to Joshua, let's continue. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then... You will be prosperous and successful. You may have your seats in this place. Father God, we ask you to move, Holy Spirit. You are welcome in this place to do what you will in and through these people. Make this word tangible. Let it wrap them up. Let it get through into their minds. Let it move past their opinions. My God, in the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, fall fresh in this house. Dwell here. Rest here. Move here. 
do what you want to do in this place as we people oh God come for it we have come to disrupt my God the hold of the enemy we have come to disrupt all wrong thinking and ill thinking we have come to disrupt those who are on the path oh God of mediocrity oh God we have come to oh God disrupt oh my God on this afternoon my God in the name of Jesus I've come to disrupt even in me even in me have your way Holy Spirit as I thought about the message for today and the simple lesson it's just the the slim the simplicity of the lesson that it is I could not help but to think about a child's movie because it's it really is just simple and it's something for us to get and we've heard it over and over and over and and the simple message in, in this movie that aired in 1939 is a movie that we are still talking about today all I have to do is mention Dorothy the scarecrow the tin man and the lion and you will know exactly what movie I'm talking about you will know where we are even 1939 and we are still passing this movie down the line but there was a simple direction that they had in the movie all throughout you could hear them saying a simple direction follow the yellow brick road follow the yellow brick road Follow the yellow brick road. Simple. Follow, 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 follow. Follow the yellow brick road. Simple. Just obey the directive that you were given. And you would find your way to a purpose and those things that they were looking for. Just follow the yellow brick road. All year we have been in a place where we are in pursuit of purpose. If you missed it in the affirmation, you have entered a place. Are we going to drum it into your heads? You have entered a place where you can meet Jesus, change your life, and find your purpose. We are on the hunt for purpose. If only we could get it. If only we could understand it. If only we could become masters of obedience. Well, maybe, maybe master is too strong. Maybe we're not going to master obedience. Maybe we can grab a hold of it. Maybe we can get our hands around obedience. And then maybe that's just a bit too much because it seems that we're all struggling with obedience. I, I don't know why we can't seem to, to get it through our thick heart, know-it-all heads, that obedience is the key to purpose. But for some reason, we wrestle with it. I don't know. God only put it in the Bible over 143 times, the word obey. And then he, he added the word obedience another 34 times. So I'm not sure why we're still wrestling with this thing, uh, obedience. If we, you, Sharonda, could just get it through your heart, know-it-all head that this is where you have to be to get to purpose obedience is the key to getting to the purpose in which I'm going to say it and you're going to get tired of me saying it obedience is the key to get you to where God wants you in purpose you know 
obey. It is to comply with or follow the commands, the restrictions, the wishes, or the instructions of. To obey, to comply with the commands, the restrictions, the wishes, or the instructions of. In, in the Hebrew meaning, it just says to hear. And not just hear as listen, but it is to hear and respond appropriately. Obey. Don't just hear me say it and then you sit there like I didn't just say nothing. But it is for you to respond appropriately. I won't even talk about our children that they just seem to hear you say something, as in listen, but they don't respond appropriately. There is an action to this obey. There is something that you have to do. And many of us have only been doing the first part and we heard it. But we have not acted nor reacted appropriately. And so I asked then, why is it so hard for us to be obedient? Why is it it's so hard for us to comply? What is taking us so long to get it? And God took me again all the way back to the beginning. He took me all the way back to Adam and Eve. He took me all the way back to when they were tempted by their curiosity, the first man and woman, and now we're still curious. He took me all the way back to where the first man and woman was disobedient, now we're still disobedient it is because sin entered through Adam and Eve the first man and woman they messed up and now we are messed up and now we are born with this disobedience and I know it's not fair because they was the first one and so now I got to suffer for what Adam and Eve did all those many years ago and I always ask this but can you help us out now then if no one else could be born into this world with this, 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 this nature of disobedience. Could you help us? Could you walk in obedience and fix it for all the rest of those that's going to come behind you? Because that is what we expected Adam and Eve to do. Y'all fix it so we don't have to deal with it. Can I tell you that that thing is in all of us just as it is and was in them? It's a part of our sinful nature. Our sinful nature, just point blank, is the things that we do that go against God. Plain and simple. We have an issue with being obedient. We are born with it. We can see it in our children. We can see the little babies as they cry. They want to be in control. They don't want to do what you told them to do. They don't want to lay down when you tell them to lay down. My grandson was over just this weekend, and he won't know why. Why do I have to go to sleep? Why now? Why not later? Why do I need rest? Why do I need rest for tomorrow? We are born with this disobedient nature. He wants to be picked up when we say sit down. We want to be in control and God has not called us to be in control. We are a disobedient people. We are born with it. We are born with this wandering. I don't know how many times you have seen or even told your own child stay right here. Don't move from right here. And then the next thing you know, they go. Want just disobedient. I asked you to stand right here and wait right here and hold that. That's all I asked you to do. And then you turn around and they're gone. 
And they will wander and wander until they realize that they're lost. Until they realize that they have moved too far away from their parent. And that's when they start crying. And that's when they need help. Well, is that not the same thing that we do? We're still wandering in our disobedience. God says, stand right here and hold this and do that. And then here we go wandering. We wander and we're off doing our own thing. We go fishing until we realize that we're lost. And then we start crying. And then we're seeking for help because we are still in our disobedience. We do the same thing. That nature, that sinful nature, that disobedience is still in us. I don't know why we can't get right. Because we're trying to do it in and of ourselves. God's asking us to do a thing and, and we keep wanting to know why. Instead of just coming into a place of obedience where he's asking us to stand right here. And we want to wander off and go get into something else. And then, and then we start crying. And then we want God to help us. And so I kept looking for an answer. Like, what are we going to do to get out of this? And, and then I found Paul in Romans 7. And Paul gives us the problem. And he gives us the solution. Moving right along, we are going to go into the next portion of our service. When I read that scripture, one of the things that God revealed to me was he told me that having him with us means that he don't just maintain and that he don't just cause things to survive. In this pandemic, so many people are just trying to maintain and they're just trying to survive. But here at New Antioch Christian Fellowship at Aliante, we have gotten an agreement with God and we are on the move. We are on the move. We are not just merely maintaining and surviving. We are thriving in this pandemic. We are growing in this pandemic. We got some stuff that we are doing in this pandemic. And it's because of the people of God that are in partnership with us. So we thank you for your tithing and your offering. And if you're not in agreement with us, you can do that on today. Do three easy and simple ways. You can text in your tithing and your giving to 77. 977 to New Antioch, all one word. You can go online and you can get onto our website at newantioch-aliante.org. Hit the donate button at the top. It's very simple. I promise you, it's so simple to give online. Or you can mail it in here at the house, 2550 Nature Park Drive, Suite 100, North Las Vegas, Nevada, 89084. Paul says, but what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate, I do. So I find this law at work. Although I want to do good, evil is right there with me. What a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death? Paul is saying what the problem is, I do want to do right. I want to do the right thing. But that thing that I don't want to do, that's the thing that I keep on doing. I just can't seem to, to get it right in myself. But then Paul also offers the solution. And he says, thanks be to God who delivers me through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Our obedience is done through Jesus. There's the issue. There's our problem. Because we are trying to 
fix it in and of ourselves. Even all of us who belong to Christ, who have professed him, I got Jesus in my life, I am filled with the Holy Spirit. We're still trying to do it in our own will. We're still trying to make it in our own way. And we have not asked him, not been obedient enough to ask him, what is it that I am supposed to do? Every time we come into another problem, we come up with the solution that I'm going to fix it. I'm going to join another gym because I'm going to fix it. I'm going to go on another diet, another diet plan because I'm going to fix it. I'm, I'm going to get it right. I'm, go, I'm going to get another job because I'm going to fix it. I'm going to fix this finance problem because I know how to work three jobs. And that's what I'm going to do. I will fix it. I know how to regulate my mind and fix what's going on with me. All I have to do is start smoking weed. Why? Because I am going to, to fix it. I am not employed or not asked God to help me. It's me. It's me. It's my will. It's what I'm going to do. It's me with my know-it-all self. It's me with my hard-headed self. Me with my Holy Spirit-filled self that is still saying I know how to do it. I'm going to fix it. But Paul gave us the answer. It's only done through Jesus Christ. And it's only done through your obedience. Guess what? You don't know the answer. And that's why it's temporary. That's why it just can't quite get right. You just can't quite get right. I don't know if any of you ever felt like you are wrangling something. My grandmother described it as a bear trying to catch fish. I don't know if you've ever seen a bear and they go where the salmon are falling off of this waterfall and this big old bear goes into the water and he's trying to catch the salmon as they are flowing off of the water. Well, he'll get one and then go after another one, lose that one and try to grab another one. And so he's there for hours fishing in this pond only to catch one and let it slip, only to catch another one and let it slip, only to grab this one and let it slip. Well, that's what we do with obedience. We're grabbing one. I got my weight. I got my weight under control. I got my physical uh, health under control, but my finances are slipping. And so I go to, I go to catch my finances, and then my physical health slips. Okay, I got my finances, I got, I got my finances, I got those under control, and then my relationship needs help, and so I go to grab my relationship and my finances slip. We just feel like we're wrangling, we're catching, we're trying to get it, because we're trying to do it in our own might. You'll always be fishing. You'll always be wrangling. Trying to get a hold of the next thing, wondering why. Why can't everything just fall in line? And that has been my question. Why isn't everything just falling in line? I just feel like I'm wrangling. I feel like that big bear that catches a fish and loses a fish, catches a fish and, and loses a fish. But this, this is where. We find Joshua in the text. God says to Joshua, Moses, my servant, is dead. 
Now then you, Joshua, and all these people get ready. And, and, and I can only imagine that Joshua had to interrupt God right there. Wait a minute. You know how we do that? Hold on. And for some reason, we have to turn a good ear. What? Who? Who that? Eyes, butt, ears, what? Who? Moses, my servant, is dead. Moses, the one who faced down Pharaoh, Moses. Moses, who led the whole nation of Israel out of captivity. Moses, Moses, who led over 2 million people for 40 years in the wilderness. Moses, Moses, who came down from the mountain with the Ten Commandments and the specs for the tabernacle. Uh, that Moses, you telling me that that Moses is dead and who is going to lead these people? Into the land that you promised. Who is going to. Who is going to take them. The rest of the way. Moses is dead. And now you Joshua. Are the replacement. For Moses. How can I. Replace. Moses. How can. How can I lead these people to where they needed to be. But it was through obedience that Joshua would be able to do it. And in our scripture that we just read is our scripture, God begins to give Joshua how he's going to do it. And he says to Joshua, as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. As I was with Moses. Well, how was he with Moses? How was God with Moses? He was with Moses in obedience. Look from the beginning all the way through to the end. God moved in Moses' obedience. And that is how Joshua is going to do. He told Moses what to do. Moses did it. God moved. He told Moses, go here, speak that. Moses did it. God moved. Go tell Pharaoh this. Moses did it. God moved. In obedience. He said, throw down your staff. Moses did it. God moved. He said, reach your arm out over this sea. Moses did it. And God moved. All through obedience. You do what God says. And God is going to move with you. Somebody say, move here. Thank you, praise team. Move here. Moses complied with the commands, the restrictions, the wishes that God had for him. He moved in the instruction. And so now God is telling Joshua, I will be with you in your obedience. I'll be with you in your obedience. And that's for us. He's telling us on this, I will be with you. In your obedience. He said now. Be strong and courageous. 
Matter of fact, be strong and very courageous. And I say again, be strong and courageous. He told him that three times, and just in that passage that we read, and for, for Joshua to be strong and very courageous. Strong is having a force of conviction, of feeling, uncompromising. Be strong, don't compromise and don't move. I got you. Be very courageous. Have an attitude of facing and dealing with anything that is recognized as dangerous and difficult. Be very, be very courageous. I just have to think that he did not only give him this instruction for him to, to do what he had called him to do, but that even in obedience, it's going to take for us to be very strong and courageous. Not just to face the other armies, not just to lead the people, but for your obedience, you're going to have to be strong and courageous. God knows our nature. He knows what we fight. And that's why he said it will happen for Joshua on the road of obedience. And so I said, well, what is on the road of obedience? Everything that we need for purpose is on the road of obedience. Even Dorothy and the Tin Man and the Scarecrow and the Lion who were on their way to the end and they thought maybe once I get here, once I get to the end, then we'll get everything that we came for. Then you'll go home, then you're going to get your heart and your brains and your courage once we get there. But even for them, as they were obedient on this yellow brick road, if you can take your mind back to the movie, everything that they needed, they got on the road. They didn't get anything once they got there. By the time they got there, they already had it. And that is the same way with our God. He doesn't bring us into a place of obedience for nothing. He doesn't want us to arrive at purpose and not have the things that we need. And so he's going to give it to you. As you travel the road of obedience, he is going to release the things that you need. If you could just be obedient, we question him, why do I have to be obedient in this? Why does it take that? He's doing something and he's showing you something and he's trying to add something to you. But we don't want to come into the place of obedience. And so for us, I was going to say unlike uh, Dorothy and the Tin Man, uh, unlike them, I was, I'm getting ready to tell us what's on our road of obedience. But for some of us, we do need some heart. For some of us, we do need some brains. And for some of us, we do need some courage. And for some of us, we do need a home because you have made your home in every other thing other than in the presence of God. And so, yeah, you, you, need, to, uh, you need everything that they needed. But I'm going to show you what else is on this road. On the road of obedience is preparation. If you can be obedient and keep traveling this road of obedience, doing what God has asked you to do, uh, complying to his restrictions, his wishes, his instructions, and his directions, it is going to prepare you for where it is that
that you're going. Joshua was Moses' aide. It told us that in verse 1. He had already walked alongside Moses this whole entire time. He was in preparation for what God was going to do with him. How many of you are missing out on the people that God has told you to walk alongside of because you are in disobedience? How many of you are not, even, even here, even just here, even those who have been called, you won't take a class, you won't show up for prayer, it's even now on Facebook, Bible study is now on Facebook, and some of you still won't come on there, that's because you're in disobedience. Because if you're in this place, then God is trying to grow you and show you something. You don't have to be coming in here to be a pastor or something like that. But I can tell you that everybody in this room is called to minister. And that simply means that you are called to meet the need of somebody. And you are going to do that by following along in obedience to what it is that the house has called you to do. Otherwise, why are you here? But you're in disobedience. But all along this road, God will prepare you for your purpose. And so we have to come into a place to where we can hear him, to where we are doing what God has called us to do. I can't tell you how many times I've heard people say, I'm going into leadership. Where? How? When? How are you going to prepare for that? You've left one spot to move into another spot in disobedience. You haven't taken a class. You haven't read a book. You don't know. I'm just going to pop up one day and I'm in leadership. Come on. We don't serve a God like that. He equipped those who he called. <coughs> Excuse me. And he is not just going to put you in place all of a sudden because you decide to be disobedient and you didn't want to do the things all along the way. No matter how small they seem or feel to you, there is, oh my God, there is a road of obedience that we must travel to get us to where we are supposed to be. Even those who are want to be a wife, those who are, are want to be a husband, there's a road that God wants you to travel. That you just don't show up and now I'm a wife. There are people that you're supposed to walk alongside. There is time that you need to spend with God to prepare you. So anyway, as you are obedient, as you go sit with this individual, as you are learning, then God is preparing you. Preparation is on the road of obedience. What else is on the road? His permissive presence. God's permissive presence is on the road of obedience. Now, we all know that we serve an omniscient God. He's in all places at all times. But even though he's watching you and you're doing something you're not supposed to be doing, you don't have his permissive presence. You just have his presence. And he is not pleased with what you are doing when you are in your place of disobedience. But if we can find ourselves on the road of obedience, we come into his permissive presence to where he would tell you, I am with you. Where, wherever you go, wherever you go, not, nobody will be able to stand against you because you are in my permissive presence. 
called you to be here. You are walking in a place of obedience. You are doing what I called you to do. And so we come into a place of his permissive presence. He told Joshua, I will never leave you or forsake you. I won't leave you. But then you have the will and the push of God when you're walking in his permissive presence. Y'all know some of that stuff. God sees all. He knows you were doing it, but you ain't got no permission to be doing none of that. You weren't even supposed to be there. Now you're, you want him to move it. You want him to do something in it. I want to be in such a place of obedience that I am in his permissive presence. God told me to come here. God told me to do this. And it's going to go well with me because he called me and told me to be here. I want to be in his permissive presence. Another thing that is on the road of obedience is provision. Yes, it is. God's provision. Is on the road of obedience. He told Joshua, be careful to obey so that you may be successful wherever you go. His provision, he'll provide a right place and a right time. He'll provide the people that you won't even know how they knew you and how they knew to arrive where you are. He'll provide the funds for the project that you are going to lay out because it is his, on, on the road of God, you said do this. And so we're going to do it. God, you said lay the money up, put the money up for the sunrise vision. We're going to do that. You said to set up, set them up, set them up, make influences, make connections, uh, come into partnerships. God, we're doing that. And so now God on the road of obedience is his provision. Doors are going to fly open. Your name is already being noised about because you are in a place of obedience. You are doing exactly what he called you to do. And so that you may be successful wherever you go. Man, that's good to me. So that you might be successful wherever you go. His provision is there. God gave me, and Pastor and I share this often. God gave me, oh, four and a half, five years ago now. This is the direction and the instruction that he gave me to comply with obedience. He said, give me the first hour of the day. Every day. Give me the first hour. Give me the first day of the week. Every Monday. Give it to me. Give me the first Seven days of the month. First week of the month. Okay. Give me the first month of the year. Every January. And so when he says give me, that means I come into a place of fasting and consecration. Dropping away every other thing. This is how I am to be obedient. I do not know. Let me just say I didn't know. Four and a half years ago, what that was for. Why, why do we need to do that? I don't, I'm checking with everybody else to see do y'all have to do that. Who else has to do this? I, I don't know nobody else who had to do that. Nobody else was telling me that this is what God had called them to do. But in my obedience, I'm like, well, okay, I'm just going to do it. And can I tell you that some days it's a struggle? And it's the, most of the time it's the first hour of the day. 
Because for me to give him that first hour of every day, that means I have to get up before my household gets up. That means that I have to get up at about 5 o'clock in the morning to give him the first hour of the day because after that now my house is waking up and now I'm distracted and now people are moving around. And so 5 o'clock? Huh? But that is what he is. That's my obedience. And I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for grace. I'm grateful for grace. But every Monday, I fast. Every first seven days of the month, I fast. And sometimes it's a challenge. But it is in obedience. Every January is a fast. And even this year, because this is the first year of the decade. Y'all notice those first that he gave me. Now, this is the first year of the decade, all year. Help us, Jesus. I have been in a fast, and I am grateful for grace. I have been in a consecrated place, and I am grateful for grace. I don't know what for, but I'm grateful. <laughs> Who said that? But I am grateful for his provision and the way that he has made. And another thing that is on the road, let me hurry up. Another thing that is on the road is the peace of God. The peace of God is on the road of obedience. You're going to need peace to get through this. Because when you're walking the road of obedience, it doesn't mean that you won't be met with opposition. It does not mean that you won't have to fight. Joshua and them still had to fight. He still had to lead these people across into the place where God was telling him to take these people. But there is a peace. And, and I don't know who can give me an amen on this. I have been in some very difficult situations. Situations that we're not sure what's going to happen and how they're going to turn around. But in that situation, there just feels like there's an undercurrent of peace. I can't even explain it to you. Why? Because his, his peace surpasses all under understanding but there is an undercurrent of peace even though you're going through something that is happening even in that the peace of God will be with you on your road of obedience and we need it at every turn we need the peace of God just to be obedient we need him to rest with us and be with us and then the last thing that I have for this is power God's power is on the road of obedience. His power. He told Joshua, no one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. Joshua don't have enough power to do that in and of himself. It's going to take Jesus. It's going to take the Holy Spirit. It's going to take Father God to help him to do the things that he has been called to do. Somebody hear that. It's going to take God, it's going to take the presence of the Holy Spirit. It's going to take Jesus for you to do the things that you have been called to do, even in your obedience. It's going to take all of that. It's going to take all of that. And I know what some of you are saying because you've checked out because you don't believe that you have a word of instruction from God. You don't believe that. He's told you anything for some of us we have received a specific word in what God has told us to do but we have to do what God has told us to do and we also have to do what we know to do in God 
Because there are some of you that said, well, God haven't told me anything, and so I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. Then know what you know to do in God. Start with reading the Bible. Great place. Start with your place in prayer. Great place. Start with seeking the kingdom of God first. Great place. I don't know what he told me to do. Then do the things that you know to do because some of the things that you are doing are not the things that you're supposed to be doing. So do the things that you're supposed to do. Start with Matthew 6. Do the things that he told you to do in there. Feed the hungry. Take care of the thirsty. Visit those who are in prison. Feed the, feed the hungry. Do what you're supposed to do. Start right there. Start with Ephesians uh, uh, 4 and how a Christian should live. To throw off the weights of yesterday and come into a place of holy living. For those of you who don't know what you're supposed to do, take those slanderous and gossiping words out of your mouth and pull yourself aside. Act like you know who God is. For those of you who don't know what you ought to be doing. But there are some of us who you know you have received a word from God. You know the things that you ought to be obedient in. And in your stubborn will, you're refusing to be obedient. In your fear, he told Joshua, be very courageous. Told him three times, man, be courageous. Be, be strong and courageous. Because that's what it's going to take to do what it is that I'm calling you to do. But we are full of excuses. We are in pursuit of purpose. Do we want it or not? Are we trying to get it or we won't? But we're sitting in a place with our stiff necks. Bumping up against instruction. Bumping up against what he called us to do. I don't want to be the people who traveled the wilderness for 40 years. I don't want to be them for 40 years. And then they got right there and God said, ain't none of y'all entering in. Because of their disobedience. What is the purpose for your life? What has God called you to? And do you want to traverse all this way? And get right there. Pastor Erica said this morning, get right there to it. They got right there to it. And they couldn't see it through. The promise that God had made to them this entire time. The promise that God had made to their ancestors. And then they couldn't see it through. Because of their disobedience. And some of us are very passive-aggressive in our disobedience. Because we'll say words like, um, I'm not against it. So if God do it, I mean, he just do it. I'm not, I'm not fighting against it. And so if it happened, it just happened. If God called me the pastor, then he called me the pastor. So I guess one day I'll be a pastor. But that's, that's on God if that's what he wanted to do. I'm not against it. But you're not being obedient either. He called you to be obedient and not, and not passive. Well, if they, if, they, if they call me to do it, 
then I'll do it. If, it. if it's room left for me to do it, that then I'll do it. If, if the house fall on my head, then I guess I'll get one. That's, that's my own personal business. <laughs> like, like the wicked witch. If it fall on my head, then I guess that's my house. That's, no. He said, be obedient. And come after the things of God. Miles Monroe said this. Many people are disobedient and don't know it. He said they are doing good things that are not the right things because they are out of position. God's attitude toward obedience says that to almost obey, to obey too soon, to obey too late, to obey in the wrong place, and to obey with the wrong person are all disobedient. Some of us are in a place of disobedience. He said, God's attitude toward disobedience said that to almost obey, I almost did it. I came, I did a little bit of that. I did a little bit of it. Or to obey too soon. I'm going to go ahead and get this out the way. I'm just going to do it now. Could you imagine if Moses had done that? I'm just going to go ahead and get this out of the way. Let me go and stand at this, uh, at this uh, sea and see if it's going. He, he didn't tell me to do that right now, but I'm going to go over here and see if it's going to happen now. Could you imagine Joshua and then walking and marching around the walls of Jericho and God said, go six times. But you know what, fellas? It's getting late. Let's do it on the fourth time. They obeyed, but they did it too soon. You're in disobedience. It was not what God called you to do. Or if you obey too late, ouch. That obey too late is an ouch because a lot of us, we know what God told us to do, and then we start hustling at that thing at the last minute. You're still in disobedience. Or if you obey in the wrong place, where you at? Doing what in the wrong uh, let me just say this, and I'm, I'm, I'm moving on. But there are people, and I've heard them say this to me, and this is for the people who believe in tithing. That you're supposed to tithe in the house where you are being fed. But these people will take their tithe and send it to the Salvation Army. There ain't nothing we give it to the Salvation Army, but that's not where your tithe goes. That's where your offering goes. They will take their tithe. Send they tithe to T.D. Jakes and uh, Furtick and, and all of them. With This is the place that you're getting fed. This is the pastor that you call when you're in trouble and you want her to rush over to your house. You're in the wrong place, so you're still obeying, but you're in the wrong place obeying. You're still in disobedience. And the same thing is with the wrong person. You're doing it. But you're doing it with the wrong person. You want to do it with the people that's more agreeable. You want to do it with the people that's easy. You want to do it with the people that make you feel nice. But God didn't tell you to do that with them. You are in disobedience. And you're out of place. And it's still. I want the pre preparation, the permissive presence, the provision, the power, and the peace of God to be with me on this road of obedience. I don't want to struggle through this the entire time. Keith, I don't want to struggle through this the entire time. 
I want to be obedient and I want to walk out the things that God has told me to do. And so how do we do it? How am I obedient? Paul told you, you're not going to be able to do it without Jesus. And along with Jesus, you're going to get the Holy Spirit. And that's the help that you need to be obedient. How are you going to do it? Put yourself in a position that you might hear what God is saying. Often and all throughout, even here in Joshua, all throughout the Bible, he spoke through people. Some of us, and that's an ouch. We don't want to believe nothing unless God tells us his own self. We don't want to believe anything. God got to come and tell me himself. But he always spoke through people, men and women of God, to give direction. He told Joshua, be careful to obey the laws that Moses gave you, not the ones that I gave you. Though they came through him, he said, keep them, meditate on them day and night, the ones that Moses gave you. He didn't tell Joshua, I'm going to write you a whole new set just for you. It is what he had already given to Moses to give to you that you are supposed to be your ouch. Anybody else saying ouch? It is that he had already given him. And he gave it to Moses to give to him. God has given us word through our pastor through the men and women of God, and we still saying that ain't me, and you know what, I don't think I'm ready for that, and I don't think I can do that, you're in disobedience. And you're going to be that bear. Grabbing and fishing. Grab a hold of this, go fishing. And then you ain't going to catch nothing because everything that you catch slips out of your hands. It's just slipping through because you're out of obedience. You're going to need Jesus and the Holy Spirit. You're going to need prayer. You're going to need to get yourself into a place where you can hear God. You're going to have to trust the people of God. And I also want us to hear this. This obedience. And if, and if you won't do it for yourself, then do it for others. Every time they came into a place of obedience, it was for someone else. Joshua needed to come into a place of obedience to lead the children of Israel across. It wasn't just for Joshua. Moses had to come into a place of obedience to lead them out. It wasn't for him. It was for them. And so I don't know who's waiting for you to come into a place of obedience so that you can be in the right position so that you can help somebody else out. Same thing for Dorothy. Dorothy, y'all see I put my red shoes on for Dorothy? Dorothy really could have just headed, headed down the yellow brick road by herself. Because she needed to go home. But did you notice that she picked up people along the way? And talked them into being obedient. Because if we just do this, if we just keep following this road, then we're going to get to what we need. How many of us can come into a place of obedience and begin to pick up other people, show them how to be obedient, 
Show them what it means to be obedient. Show them what's on the road of obedience. Give them that gift of obedience. It's not just for you. It's for them. God told me that a long time ago. You can go ahead, Donnie. God told me that a long time ago. That you coming, I was, I was laying out at the church one Sunday, and I was like, God, why do I have to do this? Why do I have to change my life? Why do I have to sacrifice these things? And he said, it's not for you. It's for them. It's for them. And at this point, I don't even know who all them is. I know the initial them was my family. But I don't even know who all. And we don't know who all your obedience will touch. And so we're going to come into a place on this afternoon where we're just going to surrender it. I myself have to come into another place of surrender to the obedience of what God has called me to do. Mariah's you're going to have to come into a place of obedience to walk out what God has called you to do. And it's for them. It's for your family immediately. But the number of people that are waiting for you to get on the road of obedience, who knows how many there are. The same thing for you, Keith and Amber, and you all know that. God, am I on the road of obedience? Am I doing what you have called me to do? Be strong and courageous. Be very courageous. To do what he has called. Some of this stuff that God calls us to do is uncomfortable. Like, I don't want to do that. But when you come into a place of obedience, it says, no matter the difficulty, you have a stance that I will stare it down in the face that I will be uncompromising in what God called me to do. We have to get our will down out of the way. Omar, you have to come into a place. And so we're just going to pray. And James, you can go into the I surrender all so that we can come into a place of surrender and I do want to talk to our seasoned saints because your obedience and your place of obedience is still not done your place of obedience is for them there are others that will benefit from your obedience and doing what God has called you to do a lot of you have raised your families, and it's just you now. And so you felt like, no, that was my place of obedience. I did what I was called to do. But God says there's still more. And so there is a place for you to come to. In a place of obedience, in a place of surrender, in a place to ask him again, God, what is it that you're calling me to do? And how can I walk that out? We don't want to just appear in a place. And I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray for the leaders here. Pam Lambie, I want to pray for you. Sean and Lamia, Marias and Chantel, 
champagne. Y'all come on up to the altar if, you, if you're comfortable with that. I'm going to put my mask on so that I can pray uh, with you. Come on up, Omar. Come on up, Terry. And y'all spread out a good bit. Come on up, Amber. To surrender your will. Thank you for spreading out. There's a surrender all that God is calling us to come into. Marias, I, I, I keep hearing you. I keep seeing you. But he's not the only one. For some of you, you're just trying to preserve your way of living. This is my life, God. This is what I want to do. What about my time? And what about the things that I want to do that don't line up with what you're calling me to do, that don't line up with this place of obedience? And God is asking you on this afternoon to let down your will to pray that you can come into a place of surrender. And if you don't know, like, well, I don't know what he's calling me to do. I'm not sure of what that is. Then get yourself in a place, in a position that you can hear from him. Same for you, Tisha. That God is calling us into a place that there are some things that we just have to, to get done for him. That it may go well with you. That he may be with you. Ask him about it. Because I hear a whole bunch of what about my life? What about my dreams? What about what I want to do? Talk to him about it. Talk to him about it. Because when it comes to your dreams and comes to your life, I don't want you to be that bare fishing to where you grab a hold of something, but you can't keep a hold of all of it because you're trying to do it not in his will and not in obedience. Terry, you have to begin to ask him, what do you want me to do? How can I come into a place of obedience? so that you might be in his permissive presence. Now, wherever you go and whatever you do, that you're in the will of God. God, how do I begin to take these small steps to move into the place of where you are calling me to? And so we are going to pray on this afternoon. Monique, will you have my mask on my seat over there?
I come against the lies of the enemy that would push you. I, I come against a selfish spirit in the name of Jesus. I come against the lies. Lamia, you're called to this. You're called to this. I come against the whispers of anybody who ever told you that this was not your place to be. You get on that road of obedience. God has been preparing you and preparing you and preparing you so that you might be able to walk in his will. Enough. Enough of listening to everybody else say what they think you should be doing. And you come into this place for yourself.
thank you on this afternoon. We said thank you, oh God, for a place of surrender, a place of, of sweet surrender. And if you have joined us through the video broadcast, and you are saying, but, but I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing, and, and I don't know what my purpose is, and I can't hear him telling me to be obedient then you need to invite Jesus into your life on this afternoon. You need to ask him to come in so that you might know the way to go, so that you might know what God is calling you to do and who he is calling you to become in this place of obedience. That it might go well. That he might stand up with you, that you might have the peace of God in your life. And so if that's you or if you're in this room and you're saying, but I don't know him, I don't have him, and I want him in my life, then let's just repeat this prayer together that you might know, know that when you leave this place, that, that because you have joined in with us, that I now have him. I want to be in purpose. I want to be in purpose. I want to be in the purpose in which I was born for. So God, show me the way. So let's pray this prayer together. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Change me. I know you died for me. Forgive me for everything that I have done wrong. Come into my life. I'll make you my Lord and Savior. If you have prayed that prayer on this afternoon, then we just ask you to type it right there in the comments. We have a book that we want you to read. But if you have kind of been away from God, if you slip back and you still want that book, just put it in there. We will make sure that you get that. You are here. You are here. You are in God. You are on your way to purpose if you just prayed that prayer with us. And if you prayed that prayer here in the house, just raise your hand. If you want a book, our pastor has written a book on how to walk out and live out this life. And if you want that book, you can raise your hand. We'll make sure that you get that. And so we'll move on. And in the meantime, come into a place of obedience to do that which God is calling us to do. Amen. 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 where it's at. Amen. For those of you that were touched by that today and know you need a church home, know you need a place, we would, we would love to connect with you. If you're here in the room, we would love to connect with you. If you don't have a church home, we would love to be your church home and be your church family. So if there's anybody that, that I need a church home, I want this to be my church home. I need this to be my family. Just raise your hand. If you don't have a church home, you'd like to join with us. If you're listening on live stream we like you there's a, a link that is coming up or that has come up or you can go to our website at newantioch-aliante.org and you'll be able to go to the connect button and connect with a community group you can connect with uh, our church 
Uh, you can connect with uh, anything of the service that we're having here. We love to be your church family. We are accepting uh, new members, and we'd love to have you. Amen. Amen. God bless you. And we're saying to all of you, not only the ones that are here, but the ones that are listening, come back to church. Come on back to church. We're able to accept more and more people now, and so we're working on finding how many people that we can safely have in here and still have social distancing. And I see plenty of room for plenty more people. So you still can wait until they call you. But if you want to be a person that's come back to church, if you want to come every week, call us. Get with uh, Pastor Darren or Pastor Rene or put it in those, in, uh, go to that connect and let them know I'm ready to come back. If you're a new member that has been a member with us less than a year, you can come every week. Uh, but we're going to see how many people, we may be able to sit everybody. We're getting some other, uh, we have a little more space here. We got space on the walls. We have space around. We're going to try to get as many people in here as possible. So let us know if you want to come back. You ready to come back every week? Uh, other than that, you can we'll wait. You can wait for the call to come back. If you have not been on the list and you've never gotten a call, please go and fill out that connect. Go and go to that connect uh, on our website and make sure we have your information. I don't care how you get here. Text me if you have my number. Any other pastor, we will get you here. But you all come on back. Those that feel safe coming back. But let me say this. Many people say they don't feel safe coming back to church. But you feel, you, you have, let me ask you this question. If you're comfortable going to the store, and you're comfortable going to restaurants, and you're comfortable going to the, the, all the family outings, which are the highest ones where people get COVID, and you're comfortable hanging at work, and you're comfortable hanging out, and I know you are because you're putting the pictures of it on Facebook. Ask yourself the question, why have I not been comfortable coming to church? Why is it I only get afraid when it comes to coming to church, but I'm okay going so many other places? You need to ask yourself that. But those of you that are truly Staying safe, I'm not mad at you. Do what you have to do to stay safe. Uh, but we have not, thank God, thank God, thank God, we have not had a breakout that had anything to do with people being at church. We've had people at, that come down with COVID, but they didn't get it here. As far as we, we can see, nobody has got, we have not had an outbreak with church members from being together at church. But you need to think about that. It's time for you to come back in fellowship. It's time for you to come back. You have really, some of you have just gotten comfortable not coming to church. But this is a place that gathers and more and more. There are going to be things that's happened here that's not going to happen at your house. There's an anointing that's in this room that's not going to be in your living room with you. The Bible says don't forsake coming together and there's no reason now. Why you can't come together, especially if you're coming together other places that are not as safe. Just think about it. Because it might be the enemy trying to keep you away from church. So y'all come on back.
come on back. Let us know you're coming back. We're still careful how we do it, uh, but there's room. I see, I see your seat right over there. And nobody's over there to catch nothing from. I see a seat for your whole family, your whole family on that row. Uh, come on back. For those of you that, that are, are still uh, at home or those that still want that extra connection, we have so many things to keep you connected. We have now Wednesday morning Bible study. We've done it on and off since the, the uh, uh, pandemic, and we're starting another. We have started another Wednesday morning Bible study at 8 a.m. If you are working and you're not at home and you can't do the 8 a.m., uh, look at it for uh, another time during that same day. We also have Sunday school going on at 8 a.m. on Sunday morning. Uh, all of these you can access through Facebook Live. We have prayer going on every morning at 7 a.m. You can also access that on Facebook Live. So come on, stay connected. Let's stay connected. And when it does come to um, uh, being connected, our children's ministry, get back connected with the children's ministry. Don't let your kids go through this entire pandemic and have no Christian instruction. You're not, some of you are not bringing them to church and you're not connecting to the ministry. You're making a mistake. They must get that connection of the truth. They're not going to get the truth anywhere else but in the word of God. So and then and reconnect with our youth ministry. They do one remote and one in person. Reconnect your children and bring your children back to church. There's no reason why they can't come to church. There's no reason if you're at church why your kids can't come to church. Well, they don't have children's church. Well, there was a time when church was just church. And the whole family came to church together. It didn't kill us. It's not going to kill your kid uh, to be in church with their parents. Well, they just go to sleep. That's all right. Some of the older people going to sleep too. But at least they are in the midst of the anointing of God. And so bring those kids back to church and bring those teenagers back to church. Everybody, y'all come on back. Amen. We, we'll see how many we can handle. And if we can't handle that many and it gets to be too many, we'll just start another service. You know, New Antioch is good for just starting another service. Amen. Amen. Matter of fact, these two little girls, I need to pray for them. God showed me them. They're such a call on that. Now, y'all know I can't pronounce these babies' names yet. I know them well, but I still can't pronounce their name. Uh, there's try truth in life. I know their translation. There's such a there's such a call on them. I just want to anoint them. God told me that uh, today on the call uh, where they're going. You all come here and let let us pray for you. That protection, that special, that specialness that's that's in them uh, for ministry. And there's some other teenagers. I would have prayed for today, but y'all didn't bring them to church. Amen. Pastor's going to come on. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, give them a love for ministry. Give them a love for the kingdom. Give them a love for the things that they are called to do. Put your arms of protection around them. God, I feel a special call on their life. I feel, feel a special Move that they are to be children of the house, the Levitical anointing, the Levitical anointing 
to young women of the house that minister in the house, that love the house, that are released in the house, God, and so that protection that fits around them. Do it now, God, in the name of Jesus. Put a love for them now. I was younger than they were when you put it in me. God, in the name of Jesus, and let them never depart. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, babies. We are in need. Start somewhere. As Pastor Sharonda said, start somewhere. I need you to start with this coaching project that God has given me. All you have to do is take somebody under your wing and teach them how to do what you do. For somebody that's going to be about family, it's going to be about uh, uh, it's going to be about raising kids. It's going to be about marriage. For some of you, it's going to might be about a car. It might be about cooking. It might be uh, about anything about computers. Anything you know how to do. It might be about money, Rev. But putting somebody and helping them do what you do. But mostly, it's about teaching them what you do in the house of God. That we're raising up another army under this army that is that knows how to do what you know how to do. That have some lessons. You got some lessons to to show somebody you do have something to share it's called discipleship it's one of the things that we are mandated to do I need 17 more from this church if you have not contacted me I threatened last week to contact you but this week you are going to get that call if you have not contacted me I'm coming after you because God said this is what he wanted us to do so that we can develop a, another group. God is building an army of people that are going to do great exploits in this church. And so text me, write it on a piece of paper and hand it to me. Write it on a piece of paper, text it to one of these pastors. They'll tell me we need 17 more. We're almost there, Aliante, to be part of this coaching program. So God bless you. It's been a wonderful day. God bless you uh, uh, for being here and again, let's take it up. I feel, I feel Aliante leveling up. I feel him leveling up, Terry. I feel him leveling up. So finally, brethren, farewell. Be perfect. Be of good comfort. Be of one mind and live in peace. The God of love and peace will be with you. Greet one another with a holy wave. All the saints salute you. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen and amen. The reason I don't have you stand, even though we do it, because that's what we do, is because I need you all to sit and wait for them to dismiss you. I'm going to greet some of you as you leave. God bless you, Sister Denise. God bless you. Love you, woman of God. Amen. Stay that six, that six, uh, feet apart as you go go directly to your cars and uh and go lock in and go home god bless you geneva god bless you rev love you god bless you woman of god amen appreciate you appreciate you amen amen all right mr bud <laughs> god bless you pam and the Lambert Cruises. Love you, love you guys so much. Thank you, band and praise team. Enjoy you, young man. Thank you very much. Enjoy you.
I know a little bit about music. You got some nice, you got some nice little licks there, nice runs. I enjoyed that. God bless you, Solomon. Good to see you, man of God. Very nice runs. Very nice runs. Thank you, Jane. Thank you for tuning in today. We hope this message really reached you. If you'd like to know more about our campuses, you can visit our central campus at newantioch.org. That's N-E-W-A-N-T-I-O-C-H dot org. Or for our Aliante campus, you can visit us at newantioch-aliante.org. That's N-E-W-A-N-T-I-O-C-H dash A-L-I-A-N-T-E like to sow a seed into this ministry, you can do so by texting New Antioch to 77977 for Aliante Campus or for Central Campus, that's New Antioch Central at 77977. Thank you.